up, fam? Bam, MMA clan. How you guys doing? Dino Sunny, aka Cabeza, coming at you with World MMA Factory Podcast episode number 81. Uh, it's gonna be a short one. I figure I'd rather do a short one than not do one at all. Try to be consistent with these things, do them every week. I see the love that I get on Facebook. Uh, that's what keeps me motivated, all the love I get on Facebook. Apparently, my podcast does well via the Facebook app. That's where I get all my love from. Prior, it used to be via Instagram and all that stuff when I had the, the 60, 70,000 followers before they shut me down. But uh, now it's Facebook, so I appreciate you all. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find World MMA Factory Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Pinecast.com, BigHeadedBandit.com, and DinoSunny.com. Check it out. Subscribe, like, share, whatever the things are. Uh, so this week we got a lot to talk about. I'm going to make it quick, but still a lot to talk about. We had a great weekend of fights, good boxing match, an excellent main event in the in the, in the the UFC fight night, uh, Paul Fedler, Dan Hooker. And then we got some predictions to make. So World MMA Factory Podcast 81, that's what we do out here. We talk about combat. And um, and then soon enough, I'm going to get back to doing this with the champ, Marcellus Wallace. I'm just not set up for it right now. Uh, I haven't been consistent on it because of uh, business and stuff like that. But uh, things are calming down. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get everything in order because I, I, I love doing this with the champ. And honestly, it motivates me to do it even more as long as the champ, when the champ is on it. Because he's, he's so fun to talk to about these things with. So Marcellus Wallace will be coming back real soon as long as he wants to, which I think he does. Because uh, he loves talking about this And he's so smart with everything With the stats and everything And he's a freaking champ fighter So It's Dino and the Champ World MMA Factory presents Dino and the Champ That's what we call So anyways Going off a tangent I love you guys Thank you for listening Let's get into it uh, This past weekend we had uh, <clears throat> Paul Fedler versus Dan Hooker UFC Fight Night Paul Fedler Felder versus Dan Hooker and uh, what a main event. The card was good too. It wasn't the most exciting card, but it was still a good card. Uh, but the main event just made it. You know, uh, Paul Felder versus Dan Hooker. It could have went either way. I think it was a very, very close decision. Some people say Dan, Dan Hooker ran away with it. Maybe because that last takedown that he did. But, you know, Paul got up. Who did more damage? I, I believe Paul definitely did more damage. And, uh, you know, Paul's leg was eaten up from the beginning of that fight. He get, kept, getting, kept getting kicked in the calf. Sorry, guys. Uh, excuse my studying and, and the tiredness, but I um, just got done with training. So, uh, he kept getting kicked in that calf. And, and he just G'd it out, man. Kept going forward. Like, he reminds me of uh, him and Khalil Roundtree give me that real tie feeling in the UFC. They really have that tie, tie thing in them. You know, look at Paul. He's even got Shingo's tattoo to his... Uh, to his uh, shins. Paul Feather fights like a tie guy. And he comes in, man. And some of those powerful punches he was throwing. He, he's a G. I always thought he was. But he, he definitely is. And, and Dan Hooker too. But the thing with Dan Hooker is. Uh, man, he can't be getting tired like that. You know. Uh, obviously can't be getting tired. But you know, he gets tired. In the fourth and fifth round. The, you know, the championship rounds. If he's going to be fighting that upper echelon of, of the division, he can't be getting tired like that. And it's weird that he does because he looks like he's, he's in good shape. Maybe his muscles take up everything, but he is very active during the fight. So a lot of output. Uh, you know, city kickboxing, I think it's cool. That's where they come from. Him, Israel Adesanya, uh, uh, Volkans- Alexander Volkanovsky, and uh, 
I apologize if I didn't say that right. So, no, they got excellent stand-up over there. But the thing is, uh, Dan Hooker can't be getting tired, especially if he's going to be fighting that upper echelon of the division. That being said, in my opinion, I thought Paul Felder took it away with a close decision. I thought he did more, landed more damage. I thought uh, the more serious stuff that made me like, oh, is he going to knock him out? Is he going to be over? Came from Felder, so... And especially those last two rounds. Well, besides that takedown at the end. But, uh, you know, Dan Hooker does that get tired, but he did have that takedown. So, man, it's maybe just a little adjustment and he'll be fine. It's not like he's one of those guys that's destined to be tired all the time. I think he just probably needs a little adjustment. And with that upper echelon of the division, he'll be good and in better shape. But uh, congratulations, Dan Hooker. I'm a fan of his too, a fan of both these guys. But I, I, I want to pull Feller to win. And I thought he did win. And uh, and then he at the end, I think he said, I think that's it for, for me, guys. Emotional moment, you know, big crazy fight. His eye got shut down in the beginning of the fight. You know, he couldn't see anything from it. He's a complete gangster, man. I, I love Paul Fella. I'm a huge fan. Nothing but respect for the guy. You know, he said he thinks he's done. And I really, really hope he's not because he's got a lot more to offer to us. And that's me being a selfish fan of his. I want to watch Paul Fella fight. I want any time he's on the card, I want to watch him fight. And and uh, I, I wish he could hear this. I wish he could hear this, but uh, he should not be done. He should not be done at all. He's a G. He's, he's tough as nails. He's skilled. He's exciting. And I feel like he's just at the top, at the, at the beginning of, of what he could possibly do. Uh, please don't retire, Paul Felder. You know, not that you will hear this, but if you ever did. Uh, next one, co-main event is Jim Crude against Michael Olsikasuk. Uh Jimmy Crude won via the first round. Kimura it was it was it was tight. It was synced in. It was it was good. I think it was the Kimura from what I remember. Yeah, it was uh, the second I saw it. It was done. I uh, I uh, I knew it, it was a matter of time before before the fight's over. So, congratulations, Jimmy Crude. And the rest of the card was exciting. You know, I'm not going to get into everything, but it, it was it was an exciting good card. Uh, you know, uh, Karolina Kovalevich for Jan Zoyan. Jan Zoyan won with a decision, and uh, it, it went on. It was, it was, it was good. It was not. It was lackluster, maybe to some that aren't enthusiasts and hardcore fans that aren't just enthusiasts, but they're hardcore fans like me. Uh, to the hardcore fans like me, it was good because I love fights. I, I watch any fight, every fight, or every, every, every day, every weekend, everything. Like I could just watch them all. So I love fights. None of them are boring to me. But maybe to, to the to the hardcore fans, it was kind of lackluster besides the main event. Uh, Jalen Turner, Turner beat Josh Calabro. I had Jalen winning. Jake Matthews won via decision against Emil Meek. Emil Meek uh, can't catch a break, man. I remember when he was like the, the, the next, the, the shit, the next uh, killer. And then uh, just nothing happened with it. Angela Hill won, so... Couple good, good, good uh, fighters on the card, but uh, I'm not gonna get into everything else, guys. It was a good card, great main event. Paul Fedler, please do not retire. You have a lot more to offer to us. The fans want to see more. The fans want to see more. I want to see more. I'm a fan. It's just exciting, man. And 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 you gotta keep that tie style. That, that we I want to keep that tie style in the UFC, man. He 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 comes in with that. It's it's as close to to tie as as you could think of. It's beautiful. And in, 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 in the UFC. Him and Khalil Roundtree does it too. So guys, this weekend, I believe it's this weekend. We got like one or two more weeks before that Adesanya Romero fight. Now that's huge. I can't wait for that. Yeah, this weekend we got, uh, I think it's a fight night. 
pretty much here. I had UFC Fight Night Benavides against Figueredo. Uh, I don't know. It's not a title fight, right? No, UFC Fight Night. No, so they're, they're, they're fighting for who's going to fight for the title, probably. Joseph Benavides against Davison Figueredo. Both six slick fighters. Been a Joseph Benavides fan a long, long time. Uh, he's freaking amazing. Uh, I got Joseph Benavides via decision. Felicia Spencer against Zara Farin. I got... Uh, I got, oof, this is tough, man. I don't know. I got Felicia. Ian Kutaleba against Magomed Ankaleov. Uh, I got. I think I got Ion, the Hulk. He annoys me a little bit because he screams too much, but I got him. Megan Anderson against Norma Dumont. I got Megan via decision. Grant Dawson against Derek Miner. Uh, I got Dawson, but I do not know Miner that well, so wouldn't bet on that. Then what we got, Brandon Allen gets Tom Breeze. Ooh, Tom Breeze still doing the damn thing. Uh, I'll go with Tom Breeze. Uh, Sergey Spivak against Marcin Tabera. This is going to be a good heavyweight fight. I got Marcin Tabera. Luis Pena is back, guys. Uh, Freaking Bob Ross over here. I love Luis Pena. He's so exciting. Uh, against Steve Garcia, I got Luis Pena. And then Jordan Griffin, TJ Brown, Sean Brady against Ishmael Nuredev. I got Ishmael. <clears throat> and that's it for the card, guys. Um... Uh, it's a UFC fight night, and that's the most exciting card. You know, anytime the, the, the little guys are on there, it's it's uh, it's not gonna be the most most exciting card. Kind of lackluster for for not for the non-hardcore fans, but for me, like I keep saying, I love it. I'm looking forward to it. I will be watching it as long as there's no crazy boxing event or crazy Bellator event, which I love too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I got Joseph Benavides. That's it for this, guys. My predictions. Very fast predictions. Not not the craziest card. But then after that, then after that, we got Yoel Romero against Israel Adesanya, yo. This is what we all have been waiting for. If if uh, if this page ever opens up, oh, here we go. Where is it? Okay, here we go. So it's March 7th. I don't even know, man. Israel Adesanya against Yoel Romero. And then the co-main event is, uh, is uh, Wiley Zhang against Joanna Yerjanchek. And then we got Benil Dariush against Drakkar Close. Lee Jingling against Neil Magny. Alex Oliveira against Max Griffin. Damn, yo. Prelims now. Sean O'Malley's back against Jose Quinones. Mark Madsen against Austin Hubbard. You guys don't know who that is, but uh, it'll be exciting. Rodolfo Riera against Paragraph Sarafov. Wow, that's a good one. Gerald Mershurt against Darren Wynn. Wynn is a beast, bro. Darren Wynn is a beast. I'm excited to see him. He's a short little beast for middleweight. Then, uh, wow. And then the stick, sick early prelims too. So it's just a great card all around. I can't wait. That Israel at the Sanya Romero. I know we're gonna make picks closer to the to the card, obviously, but uh, as of right now, I'm gonna go with Yoel, yo. I want Israel to win. I'm a huge fan of Israel, but I'm going with Yoel. I think Yoel does it somehow, somewhere. I think this is his time. And then I got Wei Li Zhang. Hopefully, the coronavirus doesn't fuck anything up for us. Uh, so that'll be good, exciting. Next pay-per-view event, UFC 248. So the UFC's been having these, you know, I can't say it enough. Exciting cards for me, lackluster for, for some other people that aren't hardcore fans. 
But they've been having cards every week. UFC fight nights every week, and I love it. And now we got the next pay-per-view, which is UFC 248, Israel against Yoel on March 7th. And, and then we get rolling with all the other big fights. But it's good stuff, man. Very good stuff. And then, uh, you know, that's it for the UFC. But another recap, guys. I don't know if you guys watched it. If you didn't, you definitely heard about it. The Tyson Fury against... Uh, uh, Deontay Wilder. I'm just drawing a blank. Holy shit. What a crazy fight. Everything Fury said, everything Fury's father said was 100% what they what he did and what, how the fight played out. Uh, huge Wilder fan. It was, I was sad seeing it like that. I thought he had his eardrum, eardrum popped. Even Coach Crafton said his eardrum uh, uh, popped and that's what it looked like. But I guess it wasn't. It was a cut in his ear. So he his eardrum wasn't popped. He was just on wobbly legs. Uh, and... Uh, you know, huge fan of Wilder. I was sad to see it. And, and uh, you know, his corner threw in the towel. And uh, Wilder, one of the cornermen threw in the towel. And apparently Wilder said he might let him go or fire him. He was really mad. But honestly, by by looking at Wilder's face, he didn't even look like... He didn't look like he was... I mean, he was getting his ass beat. And I think his corner did the right thing. Why why take the brain damage? And I think his corner saved him uh, for, and, and, and set up a potential better fuck, freaking... Um, third fight, you know, because the corner stopped the fight, that leaves an if there. Well, what if Wilder knocked him out in the 12? I don't think he would have done anything. He would have just, he was just going down. He would have gotten knocked out even worse. Uh, it's just, I've never seen, I love Wilder, a huge fan, but when you, when you, when you put him on his back foot and he's got to move backwards, it's atrocious. The man can't box. He can't fight backwards. I love him. I'm a huge fan. But I guess that's the curse of having that much power. You're always going forward. People are backing up, running from you. And, and that's what you do. You got that eraser. You know, like... Uh, 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 I'm drawing a blank now. I'm not going to even try to think of it. But uh, Teddy Atlas said, the eraser. But uh, it's, 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 it's crazy. I just... The, the world of difference in the skills... And then Tyson Fury just did exactly what he said he did. He said in that last, in that first fight with them, when he got knocked out, that last knockout, and whatever, the last round, whatever it was, when he got up and he pushed forward and he put and he put uh, Wilder on his back foot, he did good for that little, little end of the fight. And he realized right there in that moment that, oh, this guy can't fight backwards. I just have to not be afraid of getting hit by him, move forward, and I'll be fine. And I don't even have to not be afraid of getting hit by him because if I got him moving backwards, those punches aren't going to do anything to me. They're not the punches that they are when he moves forward, obviously. Well, not obviously because some people got that nasty counter moving backward, even power. So, But Wilder doesn't. And his footwork is atrocious. So him moving backwards just looks weird. And, uh, and uh, I don't know if this is true, but... Uh, Brendan Schaub posted this, and which is funny because Brendan Schaub calls Wilder his friend, but like everybody Brendan Schaub calls his friend, he knocks on. <clears throat> so I don't know how uh, how good of a friend he is to these people, but he posted this about Wilder with like a question mark kind of face. Wilder said that that uh, you know he blames losing the fight because of his costume; it was too heavy walking into the into the into the ring. His feet he didn't have his feet under him. He was uh, he was uh, you know it, it really made his legs heavier and he just didn't have his legs all night and uh which is crazy it made me lose respect i can't believe he said it. if he did say that ugh, why why would you do that but why even say that 
And uh, maybe it did, but don't even say it. I don't think it did. If a 40-pound fucking costume is making your your legs, even though you got some skinny-ass legs. But uh, that was a strange thing to say. Uh, I don't know. I just I think they fight 9 out of 10 times. Wilder beats him. Just not that, especially that Wilder's got his number. And I think a lot of other people now are going to have his number. People that aren't scared. People that have a good, strong mind in, 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 in that fight game like, like Fury does. And said, fuck it. Now I know when he's on his back foot, he doesn't have that power. I'm going forward. And if he hits me, he hits me. Whatever. So I think a lot of people are, fi- are going to figure this out now. And that's one thing's easier said than done. Moving a monster like Wilder back is easier said than done. But I think we might start seeing them lose more often now that people saw. This is how it usually happens. People see the recipe and those that are not scared to follow the recipe could have some luck. You just got to push forward with this guy. You got to push forward, not play that boxing game and get caught. Push forward, make him make him move backwards, make him, you, you have to use his footwork, but backwards on his back foot and and then keep getting at him because he can't, he can't throw from there. He throws crazy, like he throws crazy punches as it is, but especially on his back foot. So it was crazy, man. Then Tyson, then Tyson Fury got on and, uh, and uh, serenaded his wife and, and everybody and it was amazing, great and He's such an entertainer, just like Conor McGregor. But uh, and then he backs it up too, and kind of did too as well. Except when he uh, when he fought Khabib, and then uh, you know Diaz, and but you know you want to talk like that, you got to back it up like like Tyson Fury did. That was freaking amazing. Congratulations, Tyson Fury. I hope they do a rematch. People don't want to see the rematch; they want to see the Joshua fight. I want to see. I want to see Wilder get his third chance. He deserves it. The man has done everything he's done. He has a thirty day rematch clause. So he could, uh, that's in his contract, which means if he calls for a rematch in 30 days, they have to give it to him, which he will, I'm sure. If I, if I, if, if I understand Wilder and the warrior spirit that he has, he's going to call for that rematch immediately. And and uh, and I hope he does because I want to see that third because I, 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 Wilder still has a chance, can still do it, and and uh, can still knock him out. And then we can see a fourth. Who knows? This could go on forever. Or, which I think most likely will happen, Tyson Fury does the same thing to him again and just ends it and then moves on to Joshua and some of these other guys. But, you know, now that this happened, watch how quick Joshua wants to fight Wilder. You know, Eddie Hearn's already talking about it, Joshua's promoter. They weren't really talking about it like this before. They were already talking about it because they saw, they saw a weakness. They saw, they saw what Fury did and they saw how atrocious... Wilder can be on his back foot, so now they want to fight, you know. We'll see. I think Fury beats Joshua, and I think Wilder knocks out Joshua. Even though I like Joshua, I'm a fan, but I still think Wilder knocks him out. And uh, But we'll see, man. The heavyweight division is exciting again. Time to move, for, move over to MMAfighting.com, published by SB Nation. That's where I get my, all my news and media. Uh, Let's see what's going on. Stephen A. Smith stands by Donald Cerrone criticism. I know what I know what the hell I saw at UFC 246. No, you don't, you fucking bum. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith is a bum. He's a fucking bum. Fuck this dude. He's an idiot. The fuck you don't know. What the fuck did you see? You don't know anything. You know what I saw? I saw you hitting a fucking pad worse than a five-year-old girl in my class. That's what I saw. You fucking idiot. Stick to basketball. I'm a fan of yours in basketball and all the other sports. You're coming in to MMA talking shit, talking nonsense, and then you post a video of of you doing mitt work with an idiot coach that's got you punching. I don't know what the fuck that was. He's like punching down a nut shot or something. When it comes to this game, you're a fucking bum, and you don't know what you're talking about, and shut your fucking mouth. 
I don't even like the curse on this thing. and Because I don't want to disrespect my father. He hates it. But I'm sorry, Pops. But this guy's an idiot. Even you would curse, Dad. Even you would curse. This guy said Cerrone quit. Cerrone. Donald Cerrone. The man. The warrior. Even if he quit, don't say that shit. This guy's a legend. A legend. He quit. He got beat up. That's what happened. I know what I saw at UFC 246. It doesn't matter what you saw. What you, what you say does not mean anything in this sport. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. At least throw some hands. You know, Usher. Usher should be should be commenting on this over you. The man could actually throw. Usher the singer. You know what I mean? Give me give me freaking, I don't know, give me anybody besides this. Give me somebody that's doing jujitsu. You know, God rest his soul, Anthony Bourdain could have could have commentated better and, and said better things about MMA than 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 Stephen A. King. I don't even know what Stephen A. Smith. I don't even know why they got this dude on there. Just because he's got a following. And, but the people that follow him for the shit that he says don't care about him. Don't care. Don't follow him for MMA. And the MMA people hate him. You can't do that in our sport. In MMA, you can't do that. Our fans, our people are loyal, and we don't take shit like that. These are warriors. These are these are these guys aren't playing a game. They're warriors. They're men that have been showing up, getting in that cage, glad modern day gladiators. And you have the fucking nerve to say they quit? Idiot. Moron. You have no idea what you're talking about. No idea. Like I said, I got five year old girls that punch better than you. I saw your video. You have no right to talk about anything combat. I got 11-year-old kids, little boys, that could right now get in the ring with you and beat your ass. You don't, That's how much you know nothing. Sorry, guys. I'm a positive dude. Positive Dino Sonny. But I hate when idiots talk about the game that don't know. And when you're watching a fight and somebody's like, ah, he sucks. Or he's quitting. Or he should have done this. He should have he what? He should have what? Shut the fuck up. He should have this. He should have that. He should have that. You should get your ass up and go in the gym. Period. Motherfucker, you get tired lifting a 20-pound weight. You're telling me he should have done this, he should have done that, he quit. He, You know, I hate when people do that. Unless you've been in there, unless you train, unless you partake to the point where you are getting, or, or couldn't compete if you wanted to. Maybe not on a high level, but can at least get in there on an amateur level or something. Know enough on that level, I don't want to hear nothing from you. Even on that level, I don't want to hear nothing from you. You know what I mean? The hell are you talking about? You come in this sport talking about Donald Cerrone quit. You don't know what that sounds like, especially to people like me. I've been in this game for 16 years. And that's small compared to some of these other dudes. And then you're getting at it with Joe Rogan? He was there at the beginning of this shit. He is the UFC, you stupid fuck. Get rid of Stephen A. Smith. Nobody cares about what he's got to say. He's, a, he's an idiot. Even that face he makes, he walks around like this tough guy like he's something. Number little bitch. Sorry guys, no disrespect. No disrespect to Stephen A. Smith either. I don't mean to call you. He ain't a bitch. He's a he's a he's a man. He's a, he's he's you know. I apologize. I don't mean to call any man a bitch. You know, and no man deserves to be called a bitch. Every man deserves to be treated with respect, just like Donald Cerrone does. And 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 especially since the warrior that he is, he does not deserve to be told he quit by some basketball commentator. Jesus. All right. Time to move on. Jose Aldo. Uh, well, Jose Aldo will be facing Cejudo uh, for, for the title, which is awesome. Uh, Paulo Costa tells Israel Adesanya, respect people and be ready to be erased after 9-11, Gav. So Israel Adesanya got on the mic and said uh, he's going to, uh, uh, Yoel Romero is going to crumble like the Twin Towers. 
and you know that people took outreach to that and yeah it's a you know it's not a, the smartest thing to say bro what are you talking about I take outreach to it too but I don't take outreach to it I would take outreach to it if I knew he meant it he didn't mean that he was just talking and then it was just a, a thing he used in the moment like just trying to be slang or cool or whatever he didn't even know what he was saying he's not he's, of course he respects the people that but now Paula Costa's hopping, hopping on the bandwagon talking about how dare you say that like you don't even care you don't even know about the Twin Towers Paula Costa like he just happened on the bandwagon which makes you look even worse in my opinion uh What's going on here? Let's see. Mike Swick living his best life post-retirement fighting was never my end game. Nice, man. Mike's, Mike Swick. What's Mike Swick doing? I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Mike Swick. I think he's got a gym in Thailand. And uh, Give me a second, guys. I'm a real... I never said that. This is a quote from Mike Swick off of MMAfighting.com. I never set out for fighting to be my end game, Swick told MMA Fighting. I broke things down at an early stage in my life. I realized that fighting is not entertainment and entertainment is short-lived. You're only going to be able to do it for so long and then you're going to fall off and it's going to get harder and harder to make money. So fighting was never my end game. It was a start. Unfortunately, I got sick and I wasn't able to have the career that I wanted, but I had enough bank to put together some businesses and make some money to open new businesses. Swift, Swick dealt... With injuries of uh, as much as became as much as he wanted to keep competing, what's going on? While he's still in the middle of his UFC, Swick opened a print shop in San Jose, California, which had some become adopted hometown while training. Kickboxing carrying plenty of running that business, but after his print shop finally flourished, sell it off and began working towards newest ambition, open up a state of the art training facility in Thailand. Yeah, that's what he does. AKA Thailand, and it's sick. It's sick. I'm a huge fan of Swick, and he he was he was uh he was good, man. He was quick, you know. He 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 was a he was a beast back then. Huge huge fan of him, and uh, it's 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 awesome to see a, a a happy ending story like that for a fighter that retired and then didn't come back to it. You know, a lot of guys keep coming back and don't make the best business decisions, and you know there's so many guys that keep coming back and all they gotta do is just make some good business decisions and they don't gotta fight again. They've made made their names. Uh, Dan Hooker interested in fighting Dustin Poirier or Justin Gaethje. Excellent. I would love to see both those, but I'll tell you what. Don't be going against Justin Gaethje thinking you're going to take him down and not be in the best shape you could ever be. You can't get tired against Gaethje, and I doubt you're going to be able to take him down. Uh, what else is going on? I think that's it. Besides the fact that uh, uh, Conor McGregor he keeps trying to go for that Khabib rematch, and Khabib is not having it. Uh, what did Khabib say? I'm going to read you what he said. Cowboy, Cowboy always lose all his main event fights. That's what it starts with. This is what, uh, what, uh, what uh, Nagarman Medov is saying. Cowboy always loses all his main event fights. Always, Nagarman told DMZ. I don't remember when he win. The last 10 fights, I think he lose 6 or 7 fights. He not high level, lightweight, or welterweight right now. He's not. Of course, he is a big name, but he's... But his time is finished. Kinda picked a very good opponent. Now he come back and beat Cabo, who lose seven of his last eleven fights, and then they talk about okay, this guy's come back. No, no, he has to fight with real tough opponents like Justin Gaethje or something like this. He has to come back to lightweight division. He has to cut weight. This is just my opinion. It makes sense that we're gonna so. Nurmagomedov is saying he's not giving. If you talk about money here, and more from Nurmagomedov. 
If we talk about money, this is good. If we talk, this is from MMAfighting.com. If we talk about money, this is good. If we talk about drama, this is good. If we talk about real lightweight contender or real lightweight championship fight, this is not good. This is not real championship fight. But if we talk about drama and money, of course this is good. But I come here for show, to make my legacy. For my legacy, I have to beat tough opponents like Dustin Poirier, like Ayaquinta, like other guys. Right now, it's Tony Ferguson. I have to beat all of them, like real contenders, not fake contenders. So... I think, just in my opinion, my last couple of years, I compete with guys like Barboza, Dos Anjos, Kana, Poirier, Quinta, all of the guys, not that, not tough like Ferguson. This is why I feel like real motivation. So, you know, he's saying Kana doesn't deserve a rematch. He came back, he fought Cowboy, and uh, Cowboy's lost all his main events. Cowboy's not a top guy right now, he's just a top name, and you know he's got to do more to get a rematch against me, the best. And I agree. I'm a big fan of Kana. I can't wait to see that fight, but he's got to do... More than just that performance against Cowboy to get that Khabib fight. So I agree with Nurmagomedov. Although I want to see the fight. That's it, guys. World MMA Factory Podcast episode number 81 in the books. I said I was going to keep it short. I kept it longer than my usual ones. I'm sorry. Once I get into it, I can't stop. Uh, thank you for listening. You can follow us. Follow me. Uh, or listen to me. Subscribe to me. Whatever it is right now. Share it. Whatever the thing offers to you. On Spotify, World MMA Factory, on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, BigHeadedBandit.com, Pinecast.com, and DinoSunny.com. Please check us out. Please subscribe. Right now, I get the most love on Facebook, so thank you, Facebook fam. Uh, Used to get the most love on IG, but that shit died down after they shut me down, so... Thank you guys for listening. As I always said, like to say, we are all God's children equal under one roof. Don't let politics and media deter you from how God wants us to treat each other with love and kindness. Kindness is beauty at its finest. Peace. Mm-hmm.